What's going on, ladies and gents? This is a video. Uh, well, this is content that I shared a couple years ago, uh, right after I got to jail. I think this is 2014, and I, I'm sharing it because I think the lessons from then ha are still relevant today. Uh, the lessons and the experiences that I went through were, you know, as much as they sucked, they played a huge vital role in, you know, changing the direction in my life. And I think it's the lessons that I learned are still carrying on to today. And I just think it's something worth sharing with you guys. So last year, I, I ended up in a place where I thought I would never be. Uh, I found myself in jail. I didn't stay long. It was only about four days. But to me, it honestly felt like it was forever because I was separated from the most important thing to me, uh, my family. But it was losing that sight of what was important that really got me there, that I chose to not prioritize them as much and I got blind my, my ambition that I found myself separating myself from them uh, mentally and emotionally and it caused this great disconnect. And even though I didn't stay there long, like I said, it felt like forever and I honestly felt like I had nothing. But I'll never forget the lessons I learned while I was there. Okay, so while I'm not going to go into detail of exactly what happened, uh, just the gist of it is I just lost my cool. I did something that I shouldn't have done. And I know it sounds like a cliche, like 100% of all the other stories that you may have heard of. But I'm taking 100% responsibility of what happened. It's, there's really no excuse for, for it. And I'm not blaming anyone else. I take respons complete responsibility for my own actions of what happened. And what it cost me was nearly losing my family, uh, getting evicted from my own home, uh, living in separate homes from my family, and having to move back in with my mom. And as much as the whole thing sucks, I, I really view it as a blessing in disguise because it's really caused me to have, uh, to develop a new mindset. It's caused me to shift from my old thing into something that's really gonna serve not only me, but my whole family and everyone around me. And I'm really thankful for all the lessons I've learned to help really develop this new mindset. I'm not saying that I have it perfect because I'm, no, I'm far from it, but I, it's really humbled me to a point where I'm not blinded by my own ambition. I'm not blinded by my own arrogance because I, I gotta admit, when I started this whole personal development journey, I was pretty arrogant and making a lot of other people feel wrong. And I was pretty good at it in terms of making my own family feel wrong about it and I see how it caused me to push the people I cared about the most away from me. And, and essentially I viewed ending up in jail as a sort of the huge hint, like the most obvious way, like a taste of what, what it, where I cannot possibly go uh, if I kept going down this route. Would, essentially it was alone. So anyways, here are the lessons that I've learned uh, since then. And I, I, the reason I'm sharing with you is because, for first of all, I never want you guys to end up in the same place, whether it's going to a city jail, county jail. I never want you to guys, I don't want you guys to end up being in the same place where you nearly lose everything. Okay, I believe, though I believe experience is a great, a great teacher. Um, that's a place I just never want, wish on anyone to, to the point where they're alone, where they feel like, uh, they're abandoned, it, it's, just, it's, it's a terrible feeling. Okay, so the first lesson I learned is that you can either be a victim or creator. So while I was sitting in my jail cell, I really had these thoughts of either I can uh, choose to learn from this or I can choose to be a victim from this. And victim, if I came from victim, I could have easily found a way to just 
point the finger at someone else except myself. I could have blamed it at rent, I could have blamed it at working too much, I could have blamed it on uh, my fiance, my mom, her mom, my friggin' uh, my landlord, whatever. I could have blamed it at everyone else except myself. And that's just being a victim to circumstance. It could have been, uh, that's me not taking responsibility for my own actions. And the way and how I processed it was while I was lying down, I, there was one question that, that really popped up a lot, is how can I learn from this? What's the lesson? So the more I asked this question of, God, what's the lesson that I need to learn from here? The more I seemed calmer, the more I was starting to accept where I was at that current moment, because I, I wasn't blaming anything. I just knew everything happened for a reason, and uh, I just needed to shut up and listen to why I was there. And the more I asked this question, the more I started seeing what led up to it in terms of my choices, of my actions, of uh, what led me there. And what eventually, once I came to this, this sort of acceptance that I'm responsible for all this, that I'm responsible for how I ended up here, the, I actually felt more at peace. I felt more calm. And, and I, I almost had this warm feeling of embrace, almost like in the, this chest area, almost like, like my grandma was saying, it was, it was gonna be all right. Everything's going to be just fine. And even though the, the physical separation was crazy, and I got to admit it was extremely painful, but the more I embraced the fact that there's a lesson to be learned here and how it's going to uh, cause this huge evolution of who I'm going to be, the more it calmed me down and the more I accepted things as they were, not as in terms of a victim as, oh, my, oh woe is me, but things are they are. What's the possibility that I can get from it? The second most important lesson I learned was that family is the most important thing and ambition can blind you. And I guess this is coming up for me because when I was, before I ended up in that jail cell, I was focused 100% on work. I was such a workaholic. I found myself, like, uh, when, uh, when Stephanie and I were, we were actually going out, there were moments where I was just checking my phone for, for emails and I was physically and emotionally, like, not present. And it caused, because I was always trying to focus on the next project, making this much by the end of the month, finish this, finishing a certain video. And I really wasn't playing 100% in terms of being a good, uh, good father or a good husband, especially, in, I guess, in my personal perspective. And I, I'm, I saw how blank I was. But when I was in that jail cell and throughout the whole, the whole day, I, I just wished I was there with them. I guess it's one of those things that you don't, you, tell, you don't know what you got until it's gone and when it was gone I felt like I had nothing and I, I, I see how how even though I wanted to achieve all these amazing things for my family even though I wanted to make X amount of money for them I wanted or I wanted to get to this next level do these amazing things for them it's not going to really matter if I'm not connected with them if I'm not giving myself a hundred percent. That's what was more important. It didn't matter what I succeeded, it was what they really wanted was to be connected. And that's why, why my ambition blinded me, that I, I wanted to do these amazing things for them, but I completely forgot to create that connection because if I succeed and there's no connection, it's pointless. If I succeed and they're with me and then they're part of the journey and then we're together with that connection, it's just that, more, that much more fulfilling. The third lesson I learned is that what I think is my highest potential might not actually be. So you, if you've been watching my videos, I share a lot of uh, videos, tips, strategies, and whatnot on how to live your highest potential. 
and because I believe it's my my personal mission to help others achieve that, whether it's through health and fitness, uh, learning how to dance and let go of their image of what's holding them back from being who they really are, but whatever it is. But there are moments where I think it's my highest potential and in reality it's not. For example, what I used to do is like when I was out with my family is that I'd get an email from a client or a potential prospect and I'd check it and I'd email it and I feel good because I think I feel like that I did something in terms of the what was going to help build the business or what was going to help uh, bring earn more money or whatever it is. But in reality, it's it wasn't really what the moment needed from me. So there's a, a question that I that I ask myself a lot is that what is what does the moment truly need from me? Not what I think it needs, but what does it truly need? So that moment when I got that email, I had that choice of I, I didn't I had that choice of what is my true highest potential. So uh, when I say highest potential, it doesn't exactly mean your natural gift, your talent of singing, dancing, or uh, being a great salesperson or whatnot. I'm saying your highest potential also means your ability to listen, your ability to be present, uh, care, love, be a friend, be a good fam, uh, good father, good whatever. Okay, it's not just your natural talent. Like I said, when I received that email, I had that choice of that I, that choice of living my highest potential through what I think it was, which was receive and check that email so we can earn some more money, or what was really needed was. I needed to be present and be a loving, uh, loving fiance, a loving father, and uh, so on and so forth. And uh, there's, see, there's two different perspectives. What we think is our highest potential, what the present moment is really ch- calling from you. And it comes back down to the question: What does the moment truly need from me? Not what I think it needs. The fourth lesson is: God is always teaching you. If you don't get it the first time, it's going to come back harder and harder and harder and harder. And uh, I heard this quote from Oprah. I'm gonna butcher because I, I don't really remember it, but I remember it going sort of like this. First, it starts with a whisper, then a tap on the shoulder, then eventually it's a, a push or a shove. Okay, it's there's and I while I was reflecting, not only just this was going on from the jail cell and beyond. I was reflecting that how did I end up here? How did I cause? How did I choose this? And I noticed the moments of conflict were the lessons that I needed to learn. And the first couple uh, moments of conflict were easy. It was it was really just no big deal. But eventually it got bigger and bigger and bigger and I had no idea. And I asked myself, why do we keep ending up in the same situation? And the first couple times wasn't that bad, but now it seems like it's just getting worse. And it was because I wasn't getting the lesson the first time around. And it seemed like, even though like what it seemed like first, like God was, or this universe was first holding a, like, a little picket sign, but eventually they had to make a huge billboard or something for me to smack that right into it so I can get the lesson and really get the attention of, hey, what you're doing isn't working. You need to shift, you need to uh, shift who you're being in order for this to start working in a way that serves not only you, but your whole family. So essentially I took the going to jail as the hardest hit and I hope that's the last hit in terms of that because I don't want to know what, how worse it can get after that. But the moments of conflict is where the work is. The things that make you mad, the things that, that sort of get your blood boiling, that's where the work is. That's where God is trying to tell you, hey, this is, this is where you get to improve. And if you're not getting it the first time, it's only going to get worse. And the last lesson is some, not so much of a new lesson, but sort of a reminder that I got from 
uh, this transformational training that I took a while back, and it's the most one of the most powerful things that I learned was for every breakdown, there's a breakthrough. Okay, so even though even though that it seemed like everything that could have went wrong uh, seemed like it piled up in a week, I knew that there was something better up ahead, even though that even though present circumstances said otherwise. And I knew I could have easily said, get thrown in the towel, became a victim, said, you know what, I'm done, I'm di- I, I give up, so on and so forth. But I wasn't going to give up. I w- there was a vision that I had with my family, and I was going to fight for it. I was going to claw, scrap, whatever it took to get there. And I, and I saw that this breakdown needed to happen in order for me to evolve, because who I was before wouldn't have been able to get to where we needed to be. I needed to evolve. I needed to change who I was being in order to create the result and the vision that I had for my family. And there you have it, five lessons that I learned while I was in jail. And uh, now I want to ask you guys something. What was the biggest lesson that you learned from your own personal breakdown? Did you, what did you do in order for you to break through it? And remember, we're all called to greatness, whether it's the lowest point of our lives or the highest point of our lives. From moment to moment, we all have the choice to live our highest potential. At the end of the day, it's up to us to choose. The world needs your greatness to shine. Thanks for watching MRO TV, and I'll catch you guys next time.